Okay, in this series on comparison, we have talked about a lot already. We've talked about how we often compare what we have to what other people have. Last week, we talked about when we find ourselves comparing who we are to who other people are or who we think they are and who we think we ought to be. So if you missed the first two weeks, I want to encourage you to go catch up so that you have a full picture kind of what we've been experiencing together but i got to let you know that what we're going to talk about in the next few minutes it takes comparison to another level of unhealthy, like a greater level of unhealthy, at least in my opinion. When you start comparing people, when you start comparing the people in your life to the people in other people's lives, when you start sizing them up, yeah, that gets really messy. It starts young. We do this as kids. And, and it's kind of innocent on the playground when it's like, yeah, hey, my dad's bigger than your dad. That's a good thing. Well, my dad's stronger than your dad. Well, my dad could beat your dad up. Well, my mom could beat, oh, wait. And see, then you start bringing the mom into it and it gets nasty. And something about your mom wears combat boots or something. Remember that? Anybody else? Just me? No. Uh, <laughs> Starts innocent. But then we've kind of accepted it in culture. We just compare people. The sports world is built on it. You'll be watching football this weekend, and you'll notice this up on the screen. They'll put two players or three players or five players, and they'll list all their stats compare. You know, this one does this, this one does this better than that one, but that one does this better than this, and then they've all done better than that guy, and then this guy is going to do better than, I mean, it's just part of the sports world, and we don't think a thing of it. We also don't think a thing of it in politics. It's going to happen, right? There's an election coming up in the next um, 10 years, and regardless of what you think about it, it's going to be interesting, right? It's just how we compare candidates, you know, this one, and this one, and this one, and this one. Colleges do the same thing, students to GPAs and scholarships and accomplishments, employers do it with resumes. It's a part of our culture. And some of that's fine, some of that's okay. When it becomes not okay is when you begin comparing people whom you have personal relationships with. When When it gets into the realm of your personal relationships and you're comparing your spouse to someone else's spouse, you're looking at your husband and going, hmm, to their husband. Or you're looking at your wife and going, huh, to their wife. Or you're looking at your kids, comparing them with their kids, or your family with their family, or your friends with their friends, or your lack of friends with the fact that they have friends, or whatever. Or your coworker to someone else that you wish you were being able to, you know, I I hope I'm put with them in the next project, or I hope I share a cubicle with them, because they're so much more than or whatever than them. See, that's when it gets real nasty. And it's motivated by all the things you don't like about them. It's motivated by all the things that bug you, that annoy you, that drive you crazy. All these things that you wish you could change about them get you to the point where you're going, "Mm, I wish you were like this, or I wish you were like them, or we actually say it. Why can't you be more like? And we compare them to someone that we think is better. Or we'll say this. Well, you know who you're being like? You're just like, and you'll name somebody else. And you compare them to someone that you you think is less or worse. Have you ever found yourself thinking, hmm, I wonder what it would be like if they were my friend. I wonder what it would be like to be married to him. 
I wonder what it would be like to come home to her every day. I wonder what it would be like if those were my kids instead of these. I wonder what it would be like, and you fill in the blank. You see, we laugh because it makes us feel better, but it's pretty raw. And, and, and you know the thing that doesn't help? TV doesn't help. Movies don't help. Any, any, um, any This Is Us fans? Come on, come on. Yeah, This Is Us, right? Why can't you be more like Jack Pearson? <laughs> Do you see that? Is that so hard? He just knows what to say. Do you just? Well, why can't you be more like Rebecca Pearson? Maybe they should name the show, This Ain't Us. That's what I think. Because does anybody watch the show and look at their own life and go, hmm, yeah, it's about right. That's what we experience. No. Oh, let me just give you a little hint here, okay? This has been a soapbox of mine for years, probably because I have so many issues. But you, when you're in a, you know, watching a movie or you know, TV show and you find yourself, can't you be like and wish you were more like, you need to remind yourself, this is a script, and they're called actors, because that's what they're doing. And the reason he always knows what to say and she always knows what to do is because it's a figment of somebody's imagination. They wrote it in that way, and they're acting. They're just acting. It doesn't help, though. It doesn't help. You just get this picture of what you should be and what you're not. But all joking aside, what's really sad about this, this whole comparing people thing, is just how quickly... We're done with each other. Just how quickly we're done and, and ready to move on. We're done in the marriage. We'll say it. I'm so done. Because they haven't met your expectations. And you won't come out and say it just like, you haven't met my expectations, but you've sized them up and sized them up and sized them up. And they've fallen short and fallen short and fallen short. And you're done. You're just and we're not going to Thanksgiving. We're just not going. Because you're done with that person in your family. You're done with them. We're just, we're just not going. Oh, you know what? We're, our friendship is over. I'm through. We're, we're done. And we're ready to move on. How quickly we get done and we're ready to move on. Because they don't measure up. Now, I, I, don't, wanna, I don't want this to take a psychological turn because I'm not a psychiatrist. But, but do, do you know what's behind all this? This whole comparing thing? comparing people with other people, it's pride. It's pride. Because it's an indirect way of you saying, I deserve more than them. I deserve better than him. I deserve better than her. And you know what's behind pride? Insecurity. Whether you admit it or not, somewhere along the way, there's some things you don't like about you. So to make you, yourself feel better or distract yourself from the issues that you see in your own life that you don't want to deal with, that you're not happy about, you, you turn around and look at everybody else and go, but you need to be more, and you need to be more, and you need to be like that, and you need to be, and why can't you, and I wish they, and ugh, it's all very messy. Which, by the way, I wasn't supposed to talk about this, but let me just go ahead and go here, okay? If, if you look in your life and you have a lot of relationships that you're done with and you've moved on from. I mean, if there are a lot of people in your life 
where you, you just got a, a list of people like, yeah, we used to be friends, and we used to hang out, and we used to, but we're so done, and we don't talk anymore, and I don't talk to her anymore, and I don't spend time with him anymore, and we're just so done. And you, you've got a list of people like that. Let me let you in on something that all of us can see and you can't see. The problem is you, not them. Because you know what the common denominator is? The common denominator in all of your relationships is you. You're not a victim. I've heard people say this. Well, I just have the worst luck in relationships because everybody in my life's a dud. Nobody, nobody, nobody measures up. You've got a problem with everyone. If you find yourself having a problem with everyone, let me tell you who's got the problem. You. You're welcome. More to that, more on that later. More on that later. See, it's just, it's just an ugly thing. Three things I want to tell you about comparing people. Number one, it hurts. When you compare people to other people, it just hurts. It doesn't help. It hurts the people, and it hurts the relationships that the people are in. It hurts your relationships. It just hurts. And here's why that's so important to know. It's because you've convinced yourself you're trying to help them. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help my husband see. I'm just trying to help my wife change. I'm just trying to help them grow. I'm just trying to help them. And we fill in the blank. I'm just trying to help. And I know if I can compare him to him and he would open his eyes and see how horrible he's being, he'll just change. And I know if I can just help her see how nasty she's being, then, then all of a sudden she'll just, the light will come. If I can help my kids and if I can help my friends and and so maybe the intentions are good in there somewhere, but it just hurts. It's, it's unfair and it's unloving to compare people in your life. It's unfair and it's unloving. It's unfair and unloving because they don't even know you're doing it. They have no idea. And they can't keep up with this image that you have of what they should be in your mind. And it constantly is changing. You never catch up with it. Yeah. It, it just hurts. Secondly, very practical here, it doesn't work. Comparing people doesn't work. What do you mean it doesn't work? Well, it doesn't work for why you're doing it. You're doing it to help them see, and, and they don't see. Comparing, comparing them to someone else doesn't help them see. No, no, it doesn't. You're doing it, right, to help them change. And have they ever changed, to you say? You're just like your mom. Oh, well, thank you. I'll change now. Right? No, 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 no. It doesn't work. The only thing it does is it makes things worse. Makes them more frustrated. So, so I wonder why we do it. It just simply doesn't work. And it's so unrealistic. So very unrealistic. Because everybody has issues. Everybody has problems. No one is the complete package. The person you're comparing your husband to, that lady you're comparing your wife to, whether she's real or on TV in a figment of somebody's imagination, those kids that you're comparing your kids to, those friends that you compare your friends to, that family that you compare your family to and you wish you were a part of, have their own issues. Whether you know it or not, whether you admit it or not, or whether you are close enough to see it or not, they have their own issues. And if you got close enough, you just might be thankful. It's kind of like geese. Right? I know you were thinking that. This whole thing's like geese. Like from a distance, geese are beautiful. Amazing. 
You're driving down the road, and there's a field of geese, majestic, black and wide, just beautiful. Look at them. Or you look at them flying through the air in this big V. Have you ever watched geese fly in a V and watched them change positions? It's amazing. It's amazing how this one now takes, and this one kind of falls back. It's just awesome. And you're like, oh, geese. But if you get up close to geese, you know what you find? A lot of poop. <laughs> a lot of poop. And if you're trying to get to the doctor's office, you're just trying to be on time for your appointments. You're driving down Broad Street, and all of a sudden, oh, look, there's geese. And traffic is stopped. And the geese aren't moving because they don't have to. They're standing in the road and all that. And you're looking this way, and you're looking that way, and you're thinking, I'm going to run one over. Just, <laughs> right? You all need Jesus, and I'm glad you're here. <laughs> See, you're, you know it. You know it. Yeah. You ever been chased by a goose? Oh, that's special. Yeah. You see, geese are great from a distance, but when you get up close to them, you discover a lot of stuff that drive you absolutely nuts. People are the same way. From a distance, he's great. From a distance, she's awesome. From a distance, look at them. But if you got up close, you know what you'd discover? Poop. <laughs> they got their own share of it. I promise you. So here's what I want, I want you to do. I, I, I want us to start remembering what we discovered last week. Because see, we discovered something last week that was true about you. It's true about me, too. It's true about all of us. It's true for every single one of you. We discovered this last week, but here's what I want you to know. is what we discovered last week is true about you. It's also true about... That person in your life, those people in your life that you wish were more that or wish were less this or wish were like them, the same thing that's true about you is true about them. And this is what we discovered, is that when God created human beings, he created human beings in his own image. Them too. And in the image of God, he created them. Male and female created them. They are fellow image bearers of the divine, fellow image bearers of God, which we discovered last week simply meant that they are pictures of God. You're a picture of God, and they're a picture of God. Yes, I know they're driving you up the wall, but they're a picture of God. I know you don't like this, and I know you wish you could change this, and I know they have this issue and that issue, but they're a picture of God. That's who they are. Yes, they have issues, but they're a picture of God. And God could not be more clear. He could not be more clear how we are to treat each other as fellow image bearers of God. Fellow pictures of God. He could not be more clear. So I want you to think in the next few moments of that person that you find yourself comparing to, whether it's your husband, your wife, your kids, your family, your brother, your sister, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, whoever, you're comparing them. You constantly find yourself going, I wish, I wish, I wish they were different. And I want you to hear how clear God is on how we should treat each other. Paul begins by writing it this way. Accept one another. Yeah, 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 but they got issues. I, 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 time out. We'll get to the issues. Accept one another. As is. Then just as Christ accepted you. As is. In order to bring praise to God. Christ accepted, accepted you and accepts us just like we are. And he said, accept each other. He goes on to write to a different group, the same century, same area. Be patient with each other. 
Yeah, 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 be patient. Yeah, but this is what it means to be patient. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Because of your love. See, we're so quick to say, well, of course I love them. This is not about love. Oh, no, 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 no. It is about love. It is about love. It is, it is, it is. It always is about love. And because of your love, you be patient. Well, what does that look like? You make allowance for each other's faults. And do you know what it means to make allowance for each other's faults? Here's what it means. Create space for them to screw up. That's what it means to make allowance for each other's faults. Create space for that man who's just perfect for you. For that girl that just swept you off your feet. That fella who had you at hello. Stop watching movies. For those children, those beautiful, perfect angels. Just create space for them to screw up, to disappoint you, to let you down. That friend, you know that friend? That friend that they're always there for me? No, they're not. And no, they won't be. They're human. Create space for them to let you down. I, I hate all this funeral talk we do. Don't you hate funeral talk? I hate funeral talk. Okay, don't talk about me when I'm dead like this. Just don't. Uh, just like, man, I tell you what. They were always there for me. Always, always. No, he's not. No, they had bad days. Yeah, give me the shirt off his back. Well, unless it's cold. <laughs> you can find your own dang shirt. Right? I mean, I mean come on, come on. This funeral talk. You know how everybody's so, so perfect. No, 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 no. Create space. Create space. Create space for them to let you down. That's how you deal with a fellow picture of God, a fellow image bearer of God. And if you would do that, your expectations would become so much more realistic. And then we wouldn't be surprised so much to realize they're not like them, and they're not like them, and they're not like them. They're who they are, and I accept them be patient with them because they're in process and I make allowance for the process because I know they're going to screw up a little bit. Um, Jesus, has had a, Jesus had a brother named James. And Jesus' brother James said it like this. Very plain. Don't badmouth each other. See, I'm telling you, God could not be more clear. Don't badmouth each other. And boy, don't we do that? We badmouth each other to each other and we badmouth each other to other people behind each other's back. You just have no idea what my husband did today. <laughs> it's as if what he did yesterday. Girls, let me tell you, he did this this morning. You have no idea what my wife is like. Let me tell you what my wife is really like. Because everybody thinks she's like this, but all oh, who she's really... Let me tell you about my kids. Oh, my kids can put on a good show for you, but at home, let me tell you what being a friend to him is like. Let me tell you what working with them is like. And we badmouth, 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 badmouth. All the stuff. See, it's motivated by all the stuff you don't like about each other, and that's why you are tempted to, com to compare to other people. Just don't badmouth. And James takes it one step further. Whew, buckle up for this one. Friends, don't complain about each other. A far greater complaint could be lodged against you, you know, and the judge is standing just around the corner. You know, I'm, I'm tempted to ask everyone to take a picture of that verse. So the ones who really need to take a picture of it won't feel so pointed out. That's huge. 
Don't complain about each other. Don't be negative about each other. You find yourself saying, you won't believe, and you can't, and I just can't, and I'm so sick and tired, and I'm so, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't treat each other this way. We don't talk about each other this way. Not followers of Jesus. And here's what's interesting. When you compare the people in your life to other people, you know what you're doing? You are putting yourself in the place of judge. You should be more like them. You should be less like that. You should be like them, and you should be like them. And why can't you be, and why can't you be? You've put yourself in the place of judge, and here's the kicker. You ain't the judge. I'm not the judge. We're not the judge. We have a judge. There is a judge, and he sees all the poop. He sees all the crap. He sees all the mess. He sees every one of your issues. More than you want to admit, you have. So this is how clear God is. Now Jesus picks right up. And, and, and Jesus said, listen, I know deep down some of you are really wanting to help your brother. You're really wanting to help your sister. Jesus said, I get it. You're wanting to help your husband. You're wanting to help your wife. You're wanting to help your children. And aren't we supposed to help each other? Yes, we're supposed to help each other. But Jesus said there's a certain way you go about it. That won't lead you to down the road of comparing and you should be more like and you and it's your problem and your problem and your problem and your problem. Jesus talked about in his most famous sermon how we need to start with ourselves first. And this is the way he said it. I, I love this. He's such an incredible teacher. Jesus said, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye or whoever that other person is? And you pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. Now, here's what you may not know, and I didn't know this for years, but when I began to discover this, um, learning more and more about first century world and all that, it just made so much sense. This was actually meant to be funny. This was Jesus' use of humor, and he would do it from time to time. Humor in the first century was humor by exaggeration. They would exaggerate something, and Jesus one time said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> It's just funny, camel, needle, camel, needle. Did you hear that one about the camel and the needle? Hey, did you hear that one about the whole plank and the sawdust, the plank? Yeah, and so at this point, they're probably chuckling. Fake <laughs> a sawdust, plank. Right. Yeah, Bill, you got a plank. Oh, wait, no, Bill's not Jewish. Um, Peter, you got a plank. But then Jesus turned it, and nobody was laughing when Jesus said, You hypocrite? First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck from their eye. So here's what we do. Here's what we do. We pick up a magnifying glass in our relationships, and we inspect. We inspect the speck in everybody else's eye. Because we, we can see, we've been married to him long enough, we see all his specs. Not his pecs, his specs. <laughs> oh, he used to have those too. No? <laughs> I wish he would look, no. We inspect the speck. We inspect the speck. You see the speck in her eye and the speck in his eye and the speck in their eye. And you, you see the specks everywhere. And here's the thing, when you're magnifying... Trying to, trying to inspect all of the specs 
Here's what happens. Your view is distorted. When you try to look through a magnifying glass, you can hardly see anything through it. Your, your field of view is distorted. And what you can see is blown up, and it and it's actually looks bigger than it is. My finger is not that big. It is not. But it looks like it is. And isn't that true when we're inspecting the speck in everybody else's life? Their issues look a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more dramatic than they truly are often. Blows them out of proportion. And so what Jesus is saying is, don't don't spend so much time inspecting the speck. If you want to help them, if you want to help them first, what you do is reflect. You reflect. And you reflect and go, whoa! I didn't even see the plank! I had no idea. How did I miss it? There's this plank in my eye, and my goodness, I need to put the magnifying glass down and pick up this mirror because I got this plank. Deal with the plank, and then, then, and only then, are you able to help someone else with any issue they have. Anybody you love, you're only then able to help them. Or here's another way to say it. Reflect before and more than you inspect. Reflect. Before you inspect, and more than you inspect. Imagine what our marriages would be like if we put down the magnifying glass and we picked up the mirror. Knowing full well, yes, my spouse has issues, yes, yes, but whoa, 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 so do I, so do I. Yes, 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 yes. They, they have issues about, oh, man. Oh, man. How did I miss this? And to be honest, I, 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 I got my hands full with me. To be honest, I, I'm all I can handle. Reflect. Before and more than you inspect. And when you get honest about yourself, you have less time and energy to compare the people in your life to other people. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. I, I, I know. Okay, so I'm just not supposed to help them with their crap? I'm not supposed to help them? I mean, what if God put me in their life to help them? Because I see their issues so clearly. I see. I mean, and I can help them, and, and they won't let me help them. That's why, okay, maybe I've gone about it the wrong way, and I'm comparing them, and I shouldn't be comparing them. I get it, I get it. But I'm just trying to help. So are you telling me that God doesn't want me to help? And my goodness, I'm a parent. Those are my kids. Are you saying God doesn't want me to help my kids? Are you saying God doesn't want me to help my family, my friend? No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. There's a time and a place for that. You do come alongside of them and you do help them, but you do it carefully, not quickly. See, we're quick to jump in and go, yeah, whoa, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. No, 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 no. You do this carefully, not quickly. Instead, pick this up quickly. Pick the mirror up. First and most, more than. Because here's the deal. When you think about that person in your life that has issues, that person in your life, when you get up close to them, you know, they, they got all these issues. And that person in your life, you find yourself comparing to other people. Do you, do you know what the purpose, do you know what your priority in their life should be? It should be to bring out the best them. To bring out the best them. That's, that's, what, that's what God wants to use you to help them do. So it's a good thing to bring out the best them. And I know some of you are thinking, I am, man. That's what I'm trying to do. But okay, question then. Good deal. Does it look like this? If you're trying to bring out the best them, then it 
needs to be run through this filter that we just read, where God is so clear. Are you accepting them? Or are you just constantly pointing out how they don't measure up? They don't measure up. They don't measure up. They don't measure up. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did that wrong. You did that wrong. Are you being patient and making allowance for the fact that there's no way they can live up to your expectations that are constantly changing, your unrealistic expectations? You're insecure about yourself, and it's a point of pride that nobody else can meet your standards. Because that's not helping them. That's not bringing out the best in them. Uh, Are you bad-mouthing them? Are you bad-mouthing them? Whether it's privately or publicly, are you bad-mouthing them? Listen very carefully. You will never, ever, ever shame someone to greatness. Never, ever, never, ever will you guilt someone to greatness. Never, ever will you blame someone to greatness. You will never shame your husband. I know you want your husband to be a better man. You'll never shame him there. I know you want your wife to be all she can be. You will never guilt her there. I know you want your children to be all God created them to be. You will never guilt and shame them there. Bad-mouthing only makes it worse. You say, well, I want to help. I want to help. I want to bring out the best of them. Well, do you complain about them? If you're complaining about them, it's not the way to go about it. You say, well, if I complain loud enough and hard enough and long enough, then they'll get the idea and they'll change. No, they won't. They won't. Because they would have changed a long time ago just to get you to shut up. It doesn't work, does it? Bring out the best them. How do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah. Here's an exercise that may help. Okay. Now, I would love for you to actually do this. I don't expect you to actually do it, even though I, I think it would be cool if you did sometime this week. At least mentally right now, let's do it in our minds together. I want you to imagine a sheet of paper, and I want you to draw a line down the center of that sheet of paper. And on this left side, we're going to write their name, and you're going to list every issue they have. Write small, because this could take a while. They have a lot of issues. Over here, just write all their issues down. All the things that you've been complaining about, all the things that make you want to badmouth them, all the things, all the specs, all the specs, all the specs. Because if you really look at it like, whoa, whoa, there's a lot of things. Like, can I be honest? Can I really be honest? Okay, great. This is going to be a long list. All the things that make you want to go, I wish you were more like, and I wish you were more like, and why can't you be more like? Write all of that down. Now, okay, just because we have to be fair, on this side, I want you to do the same thing for you. I want you to write down all your issues. Now listen, I get it. This, you'll only have a couple things. It won't take very long, but, but I need you to just kind of play along, all right? Just kind of think, what would people say? Oh, I don't know. I care too much. Okay, there, right? You know, you just make up stuff here if you have to, if you're having problems. What would other people say? Maybe just write down what your response typically is to all this stuff over here that's so blaringly obvious. You got that? Now here's what you do next. You tear this in half and throw this side away. Try it. Try it. But you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't. And I, I get it. I get it. There's a time and place for that. There's a time and place, a time and place to handle all of that stuff. But throw it away and you focus here. That's what Jesus was saying. Put down the magnifying glass. 
pick up a mirror and reflect before and more. Spend more of your time reflecting than you do inspecting. Put down the magnifying glass and pick up mirror. Now let me tell you what the end game is, what the end goal is, what the ultimate is when you pick up a mirror. And this is a whole different sermon. This could be a whole new series, and maybe one day we'll do something very similar to this. But let me just touch on it real quick as we wrap up. When you are picking up the mirror and reflecting and reflecting, and when you reflect long enough and reflect well enough, and you begin to really, God, help me see what I need to see in me. God, help me to focus on what needs to be changed in me and what needs to be growing in me and adjusting in me. Eventually, as a follower of Jesus, you should begin to see reflections of Jesus in this mirror. No, not totally, but you'll get glimpses. And the more glimpses of Jesus you get in the mirror, the easier everything we've been talking about becomes. Because the more I see Jesus in my life, the less critical I become of the people in my life. The more Jesus I see in my life, the less comparing I will do to the people and with the people in my life. And I, and I will be more accepting because Jesus was accepting. And I will be more patient because he is uber patient. And, and I will not badmouth and I will not complain because those things are not reflected in the character of Jesus. So you refre- reflect long enough and often enough to you begin to, wait, see your character begin to be shaped into the person of Jesus more and more and more. That's what love is doing. That's what love does. That's what love is about. Reflect before and more. Put down the magnifying glass, pick up a mirror, and you'll be surprised at what happens in your life and how your relationships will improve as a result. Let me pray for you. Because if you're anything like me, you need it on this one. Dear Father, wow, that is so clear. And thank you for the clarity and the honesty and the challenge. Even though it it hurts and it's very convicting. Help us to know that we're all pictures of you. And as fellow image bearers of you, help us to treat each other that way. Accepting one another. Being patient not bad-mouthing, not complaining, not putting the pressure of comparison on each other. We'll never live up to it. So, Father, help us to discover the power of love and how love does these things. Father, help us to get honest about what's going on in our own lives. And as we look into the mirror, help us to see the planks that are so obvious to you and obvious to others probably that we've overlooked. Help us to be self-aware. And Father, help us to carefully, slowly and carefully help others. Bring out the best in them, but spend more time on us than we do them. In Jesus' name, amen.